All right, let's find out what's going on in Victoria today. Vaughn Palmer from the Vancouver Sun joins us now. Good morning, Vaughn. Good morning, Simi. I understand we're talking about border crossing. Boy, I tell you, this is the one topic that, you know, you could, it's 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 like when you used to talk about TransLink or BC Ferries and people would get fired up. Now you talk about border crossers and people get fired up. Yep, and the Premier himself has been spreading stories. Uh, however, I got some data here that tell me why it's always a mistake to have public policy be made by anecdote. So, this is from the Canada Border Services Agency on who is actually crossing the Canada-U.S. border and why. This is the most recent week in June for which we have data. 200,000 people in the week crossed to Canada from the U.S. And I know people are shocked and appalled that all these people are coming in. So the Canada Border Service Agency was nice enough to break it down. Over half, so just over 100,000 of those people, were truck drivers. They're exempt mm-hmm. because they're delivering stuff to stuff, us. Yeah, stuff that you Food, ordered online. medical supplies, manufacturing goods. Uh, about 30% of them, 60,000, were returning Canadians and permanent residents. So they're coming back. Uh, they were down south for one reason or another. Uh, But they're coming back, and we can't stop them from coming back. They're Canadians. Um, This is an interesting number. I had no idea the number was this high. 35,000 of the people who crossed that week were workers in exempt industries. So these are people who live in the United States and work in Canada. Hmm. Um, In healthcare, in other essential industries. And they've been going back and forth for quite a while. So they're exempt, and what, 35,000? That's just under 20% of them. So we get down to 1,400 people who entered under the family member exemption. So you qualify, for example, uh, your spouse is on one side of the border, you're on the other, your children, but it is a small family unit. So 1,400 made that qualification. No data that I can find on the number of people taking advantage of the Alaska loophole. Hmm. However, there's some evidence that not very many people are. Dr. Bonnie Henry told us last week she's been in touch with the Border Service Agency, and they say the number of people transiting through B.C. is very small. I think there's a reason for that. Um, I was looking at the website this morning for the ferry that leaves Bellingham and goes to Alaska. So it just went back into service. Mm -hmm. In order to get on that ferry, you have to produce a, a a certificate showing that you've been tested for COVID-19 within the previous 72 hours, or they won't lay on the ferry. Wait, wait, wait. wait. So if you're getting on, that's America to America. So from Bellingham to Alaska, they're requiring a test, and yet you can come to the border and say you're going to Alaska, and we don't require a test. Um, No, but uh, here's here's your problem. You go through all the way. um, There's a warning on the Yukon... Uh, a government website warning Americans that are transiting through Yukon of two things. One, that uh, they have to go through the entire Yukon in 24 hours, or they'll be ticketed and fined. 
And second of all, um, warning them that the road isn't in very good shape. Uh, I mentioned this a little while ago on the show, and was, somebody sent me a note saying, well, it's paved. Yeah, it's paved, but it's permafrost. So there's a warning the road's in terrible right. shape, as it always is. But if you, get to the, if you make it all the way through, say, British Columbia and Yukon or Alberta and Yukon, you get to the Alaska border, you have to produce your test results or quarantine for 14 days. The Alaskans won't let you in. They're trying very, very hard to keep um, the virus out of their state because they have a very small number of cases up there compared to, say, Washington State. So I don't think it's all that easy to do this. I know in Alberta they've been ticketing people um, in in Banff, ticketing Americans who were holidaying and that. But I think it bears out what Dr. Henry told us, which is the number of people that are actually doing this is very small because if they've checked it out, they know that it still needs to be essential to even get into Alaska. It also applies to airlines, by the way. Uh, If you're going on the ferry in Bellingham, you not only have to produce your test results, you have to be masked outside your stateroom. And... The ferry out of Prince Rupert that goes to Alaska, yeah, that service was suspended in April and it hasn't been restored. So that route is not available. Your choices are to fly in, masking, uh, testing required, drive all the way, still masking and testing required, take the ferry out of Bellingham. You can't get around it because, as I say, Alaska is pretty alarmed about it. Um, Canada Border Service agent. Oh, there's another thing, too. I noticed the Anchorage newspaper had this in. Warning Alaskans returning what they'll go through at the Canadian border. So they said you have to be prepared to answer a lot of questions about why you're going, why you qualify, where you're going to stay en route, um, whether you're bringing any food with you because you're not supposed to be stopping at restaurants. Warning, uh, stock up on gasoline, partly because... You know, the Alaska Highway doesn't exactly have a gas station every few miles. So it sounds to me like, uh, it doesn't sound to me like an awful lot of people are doing that, despite the anecdotes from the Premier and others. I think the problem is, though, maybe a couple of people, but boy, do they stand out when there's no other tourists around, right? Yeah, I think that's true. And we've also heard, again, this is anecdotal as well, um, we've also heard from people who are in fact Canadians or married to a Canadian who have American license plates but live here and they've been having to put notes on their cars. But, you know, that's been happening even with people from Alberta. We've seen the stories of Albertans claiming that their uh, cars are being keyed in in border towns because Canadians, or sorry, British Columbians don't want Albertans here, even though in some cases, of course, these are British Columbians who for one reason or another, well, they work in Alberta, And they may have insured their vehicle in Alberta because, frankly, ICBC won't tell you this, but it's probably cheaper to insure your vehicle in Alberta. Yeah, so true. You're right. I've I've seen many stories like that of people saying, I came up here to spend time with my family during this and chose to be here, and they get grief because of their license plate. Yeah. But, as I say, in my view, the Canada Border Service Agency should post this kind of stuff regularly. Um, They should be telling us, you know, uh, 200,000 people in a week, that's way down, first of all. But even at that, most of them are truck drivers or returning Canadians 
or people who right. qualify or who are exempt because they work in one country and travel to the other one or live in the other one. All right. Well, we're going to find out more today. They're talking about this, right, uh, coming up this afternoon? Yeah, no, I think it'll, it, it's, you know, it, it's coming up. I mean, the premier himself raised it as an issue, yeah. although he, you know, he, he heard from a First Nations leader in his riding that the guy had spotted two vehicles, one from Texas and I think one from California, and the premier said, well, you, you shouldn't go through, like, Port Renfrew if you're going to Alaska. Well, I don't think you would be going to Alaska. Um, and there is pressure on the Border Service Agency. Look, they put the data out that I just quoted you to you because they're concerned about the impression that's been created, yeah. that it's a free-for-all, and they're trying to say, no, it isn't. There's actually a lot of controls. And again, I would say if people, if Americans think they're going to get through to Alaska, uh, they might want to start by looking to see what it takes to get on the ferry yeah. in Bellingham or to get on an Alaska airline flight in Seattle because the restrictions are there as well. Um, It isn't easy to get into Alaska these days, and uh, they should be aware of that. Good points, Vaughn. Thank you. Bye-bye, Simi.